In a court of law, there is evidence that is presented by witnesses. And there are two types of evidence usually that you find, depending on the type of trial that it is. In a criminal trial, you'll have what is known as eyewitness testimony. And then there is also hearsay testimony. Usually you'll find an opposing lawyer objecting when someone says something that's in hearsay. Credibility is important in that. But I want you to hear then what John says in the last words of our gospel reading. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John doesn't say hearsay. He doesn't say this is what I have been told. This is what I have heard. He says this is what I have seen. I am an eyewitness of those things. And in a court of law for a jury to believe eyewitness testimony, the witness needs to be credible. Somebody that they can believe. Beyond what we say, reasonable doubt. I want to leave you there thinking about that for a moment and go back to the events that have taken place. Last Sunday, Easter Sunday, we had two eyewitnesses that came to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there. They saw Jesus face to face, fell down and worshipped him. They came and told his disciples that they had seen the Lord. Eyewitness testimony. Now it is the evening of that day, Easter Sunday evening. The disciples are gathered together, 10 disciples, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Matthew, Bartholomew, James two, as I like to call him, and Simon two, the other two. But one is missing, Thomas. And I want to ask you that question this morning. It's a question I ask. It's a question that I haven't found an answer for in any commentary. Where? is Thomas. Why is he not with the other disciples? You could speculate on that. Maybe he went out to go get some food for them that day. Maybe he went out to find out what the climate was truly like with the Sanhedrin and the Jewish leaders and what they were going to do next. We don't have an answer for why Thomas wasn't with the other ten, just that he wasn't there. And I want you to think about that for a moment as Thomas comes back into that group. Have you ever walked into a situation where someone's having a conversation and you walk in and they're talking about something and you really don't have a clue what it is they're talking about but they keep talking about it and then maybe they give you that retort, oh, you had to be there or it's an inside story. Does that get you maybe a little miffed sometimes when that happens to you? Okay, keep talking. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe that's why Thomas reacts the way he does. He walks into this situation, and here are all the other disciples saying, we've seen the Lord. You know, we touched his side. We did this. And Thomas is like, I don't believe you. He's a little upset, makes that statement. I don't believe it. I won't believe it. Maybe that's why he's so strong about that. And I want to ask you then that question based on what I started with. Is it that Thomas doesn't believe the event? Or is it that Thomas doesn't believe the credibility of those who are telling him? That's something I want to investigate a little more as we go on this morning. We know the rest of that story, though. 
that a week passes, maybe a week softened Thomas up a little as he thought about the events. Maybe he wasn't so adamant in that moment. It's Sunday again, and Jesus comes into the midst of them through locked doors in their presence and sees Thomas and allows Thomas to do the same thing that the other disciples got to do a week ago, to put his fingers in the nail prints, to put his hand in his side, to see him. And we know then Thomas's reaction. He makes that incredible statement that's made nowhere else by the disciples in scriptures. My Lord and my God, says Thomas. And I wonder then as Jesus looks at him and says, blessed, happy are those, Thomas, who have not seen and yet believe. If that's the point that Jesus is trying to get across, not only to the rest of the disciples, but to Thomas. Remember in Jesus what we call the high priestly prayer, when Jesus prays for his disciples. He prays and he says these words that those who hear through their words may also believe. Credibility is part of that. Will we believe the words that they have said? You know, our faith is built, as the scriptures say, on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Their testimony with Jesus Christ being the cornerstone of those things. These disciples of Jesus had to be eyewitnesses, had to be credible, had to be believed about this. And so Jesus gave them what he said, power from on high, clothed with the Holy Spirit, something that would accompany their testimony with proofs to those around them that what they said was true. Credibility. Their words of testimony. Credibility. So where does doubt fit into this? What about us? What about doubt? What about Thomas's doubt? Is it wrong to have doubts? Are you a person that can say, I've never had any doubts? Or are you someone who says, well, I've had my moments of doubts? Alfred Lloyd Tennyson made the following statement. There lives more faith in honest doubt than in half the creeds. You know, so often we through the rote of coming Sunday after Sunday, can get in the habit of saying words like the Apostles' Creed, statements of faith, or the Nicene Creed, things that we just have done our whole life. But what Tennyson is saying is sometimes in the moments when there are doubts, when we do in fact wrestle with those things, when we struggle to come to grips and go back to the eyewitness testimony that we have from those witnesses to find the answers. In there, our faith grows once again. Do you have doubts? I have doubts. I've sat there sometimes and said, what if, what if it's not real? What if we're all wrong? What if we have all been believing this and there is no resurrection? Thinking of someone that I loved who has died. Those moments come over me, but then I think about those words that we said at the beginning. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. I think of 2,000 years of men who are much more brilliant than I am, who have written book upon book about Scripture, of the church's testimony over all those years, of the billions and billions of people throughout the ages who have believed in the hope of the resurrection. 
And those are things that comfort me. They're testimonies. They're witnesses. I said in times in my prayers as I read the scriptures and it, I believe that God's word is speaking to me through those words on the page and I've gone outside of that and said, but doesn't everybody feel that way that reads the Bible? Can the word of God really address each one of us all over the world at the same time with that kind of power? Or maybe in my prayers, does God really hear just my prayers when there's a billion other people asking him for specific things in their lives? And what do I do? What comforts me? I go back to the testimony that has been written for me. The testimony that tells me even the hairs on my head are numbered. That God directs my feet and my path as well as he does yours and everybody else's. That that's why it's so incomprehensible about who God is. He's not just my God, he's your God. He's the God of everyone who believes in his son, Jesus Christ. And he's involved intimately in our lives. How about evidence? Do you love it when they discover some new archaeological evidence that comes up? Doesn't it kind of make your heart jump a beat for a minute when it's a city that the Bible's talked about, they said never existed, and suddenly they find it exactly where the Bible says? Don't we love things like that? Doesn't it somehow lend credibility to what we've already believed? But I have to tell you something about evidence and about that. What if they could prove without a shadow of a doubt? What if science could come up and say to us, the resurrection is real, here's the proof, no doubt, it's done. Do you think everyone would then believe? The answer would be no. In fact, Jesus told that in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Remember Lazarus said, Abraham, send somebody back from the dead to talk to my family so that they don't end up like I am. They'd believe somebody who came back from the dead. And what was Abraham's retort to that rich man? No, they have the prophets and the scriptures. And they wouldn't believe even if somebody came back from the dead. You see, even in the face of all evidence that we could ever have, People are not going to believe because faith isn't simply based on evidence. It's based on more than that. It's based on a gift that's given to us by the Holy Spirit. Certainly, we look at the eyewitness testimony and know that it's credible, know that these things are true, and we test the Word of God. It's able to be tested. Ask people like Paul Meyer or Lee Strobel if the Word of God is credible, if it can be investigated, if it can be proved, if you can go through history and find all the answers that you're looking for. Yes, you can. And if someone doesn't believe it's credible, they haven't done the diligence to find out the truth and investigate it. But faith, belief, and the credibility of these things is a gift. A gift from power on high. A gift of the Holy Spirit to you and me. A gift that we receive at our baptism. It's a gift that gives us strength in the midst of doubt that holds us to Jesus Christ no matter what, that gives us the gift of seeing with our believing eyes through faith, through the words of Scripture, the very things that the disciples and Thomas saw, to see Jesus Christ risen and alive in our lives, the one who died for us, 
so that we too might make that confession along with Thomas, the Lord of me and the God of me. We live by faith. The writer says, as we said this morning, so we are surrounded by that great cloud of witnesses. Let us run the race then with perseverance. It means that we press on beyond the doubts in faith because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We move beyond the doubts and look once again at the credibility of the testimonies that we have throughout scriptures of those who saw and those who lived. These things are written, says John, that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. We go again and again to the word of God, the credible testimony to find the strength and to find the faith, knowing that we are fed again and again in the midst of darkness and turmoils when we would doubt something that we have learned in the light. In the light, we know that God says that he calls us by name. He knows his sheep and his sheep know him. In the light, as I said, our hairs, we know that they are numbered. In the light, we know that Jesus has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Don't doubt in the darkness what God has revealed to you in the light. So often that darkness does fall over us. Just like Thomas, no matter what the situation, we could say, I don't want to believe it. It can't be true because of the circumstances surrounding us. Maybe it's grief, maybe it's sorrow, maybe it's fear. God doesn't disown us because of doubts. Rather, he invites us to reinvestigate, to hear the words again, the testimony that we have of those who saw what we have not seen, so that we may believe that Jesus is alive and risen, so that we might be comforted, so that we might have strength. And then we, in turn, give our testimony of what we have seen in the scriptures, of what God has done in our lives. Over the next few weeks, we are going to look at some of these eyewitnesses and what they saw and what their testimonies are. And then we too are going to look at our testimony to the world of what God has done through faith in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. That no matter what happens, we may give glory to the one who was raised, who is alive, who hears us, who cares about us, who loves us. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, came for that purpose, to wipe the doubts away and to strengthen us again. May we ever say with Thomas, my Lord and my God. Amen.